0: Well, hey, everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We'll all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good, from scriptures to devotional excerpts to song lyrics to personal examples from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode is the fourth in our new season where we are transitioning over to a weekly interview with author friends of mine who have amazing stories of redemption and restoration, those whose lives have been redeemed and restored by God in a way that encourages us to trust Him more and recognize His faithfulness. My guest this week is Edie Melson. Edie is a woman of faith with ink-stained fingers, observing life through the lens of her camera. She's a writer who feels lost without her camera and a reluctant speaker who loves to encourage an audience. And she embraces the ultimate contradiction of being an organized creative. She knows the necessity of soul care and leads workshops around the country on staying connected to God. Her numerous books, including the award-winning Soul Care series and Unruffled Thriving in Chaos, which was co-authored with Rhonda Ray, reflect her passion to help others develop the strength of their God-given gifts and apply them to their lives. She and her husband Kirk have been married 40 years and raised three sons, They live in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains and can often be found hiking with Edie clinging to the edge of a precipice for the perfect camera angle and Kirk patiently carrying her camera bag and tripod. You can connect with her at her website ediemelson.com and through social media. So hey, take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more folks can find this podcast and be encouraged. You may even know someone who needs to hear the message so please share the link with others. You may even want to visit my YouTube channel to see the video version of this podcast and connect with the conversations happening over there. Just type into your browser redeemedandrestored.tv and you'll find the video broadcast there. So, hey, let's get started. All right, well, we are back again today with a new episode of Redeemed and Restored, and I am super excited to introduce you all to my good friend, author friend, amazing industry peer, Edie Melson, who is... Going to share an amazing story of redemption and restoration with you today. So, Edie, welcome to the Redeemed and Restored broadcast.
1: Thank you. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Yes. Well, we did this in Florida. We videoed the whole thing, it was a
1: wrap. It was
0: so good. And then something happened to the file. And so, we're getting to do it all over again. But what's so cool about this? is this is your launch day, the day that we are recording this and the week that we are going to be uh, dropping this broadcast onto YouTube and onto the podcast. This is your week uh, and this is your launch day for your brand new books, which was the topic (laughs) of our conversation before. So I just love that and would just love to hear you share just how God has worked in this area of your life cuz it's just stunning.
1: I love the way God works in things that we don't even know we need. This book was contracted back in 2018. It was one of three uh, one of four and it was the third in the series. And it was due in the end of 2020 and it was supposed to come out in january of 2021 well those of you who know me um, in november of 2020 november 23rd my precious daughter-in-law was taken from us in a very tragic farming accident leaving behind our son and their three-month-old baby Um, it was just it was it was unbelievable it really was. It was so sudden and so catastrophic. And my book was due several days after her accident. So I called Bold Vision Books and I said, I can't do this. And Karen Porter said, of course you can't do this. Um, And she asked me to hold on to the book and to pray over it and to rewrite it or add to it whenever I felt like it. And then they would put it back into the, the order of the books. And truthfully, when I called her, I thought, there's no way this will ever come out. I can't imagine getting to the point where I could share this. But the thing of it was, is I had already written the book and the things that God had shown me during the writing of that book suddenly began to come back to my mind. And it made parts of the journey a little more manageable. And I was just I the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, God knew this was going to happen and he knew I was going to need this. And so he had already prepared me for a whole year for this part of the grief journey. And at that point, I thought, OK, if God has worked that hard just to prepare me, there may be somebody else out there who needs the same preparation.
0: Wow. <laughs> I mean, to just wrap your head around that fact that back in 2018, when you were brainstorming it, he knew exactly what order, I mean, because there was a lot of grieving going on in the world in 2018. It could have easily maybe even been the first one. Mm -hmm. But no, it was the third in the series and the timing was impeccable for him to prepare you for what no mother-in-law or mother wants to hear has just happened. And I just am struck with the awesomeness of our God that he would do that and prepare you and give you what he gave you to give to others, what then you would need
1: yourself. Yep, absolutely, and and just what I learned would have been a huge gift for if it if this book was just for me, um, but by talking with my publisher, she really encouraged me to play around with the idea of of going ahead and and releasing it, and so about May or June, I began to feel the urge to to pull it out, and I began going through it and looking at. Um, just a couple of things that I could add to it. Really, it was complete, but I had talked to my husband and my son and decided that we wanted to dedicate the book to Katie, to my daughter-in-law who passed away. And so I wanted a few glimpses of her in the book, and I was able to add that. But I think one of the biggest takeaways that I got from the time that I was studying grief was the fact that... Um, Everybody grieves differently. And that had not been something that I was aware of. Um, When I lost my dad to Alzheimer's in 2014, I had a very well-meaning friend sort of take me to to task for grieving wrong. Um, She felt like I was stuffing it and hiding my feelings and trying to be strong. In reality, I'm an introvert. And so I grieve very privately. The the feelings and everything were coming out. They just weren't coming out where she could see it. But it planted that seed of doubt. And so I began to feel like I was grieving wrong. And the more people I talked to as I was researching the book, the more I discovered a lot of people, the majority of people I talked to, feel like they're doing it wrong. They're grieving too long or too short or too Uh, too publicly or too privately. And so one of the things that God showed me is that he designed each of us differently. And our grief journey is different. And it's different. My grief journey when I lost my dad was very different than this sudden traumatic death of my daughter-in-law. But it allowed me to give myself grace and even more importantly, it allowed me to give grace to those around me because, you know, in a family, you're not all the same. And so all of the brothers, everybody was grieving differently. So
0: do you find then that when it is a loss that has been slow in coming and kind of you know it's coming, like your dad with Alzheimer's, you know it's coming and then it comes, as opposed to a sudden, tragic, you know, just complete shock. Is that, I bet that makes a big difference in the way you grieve.
1: It was it was a big difference for me. Um, with my dad, we grieved throughout his, the end of his battle with Alzheimer's. Because he was leaving us day by day. We were losing him in tiny little increments. And it was exhausting. Um, I also lost my best friend and her daughter to murder in 2001, and that was another sudden uh, traumatic sort of uh, loss. And that one, I was very young in 2001. I was in my early 30s, and um, I was, um, actually, I was in my early 40s. Wow. And um, I was very angry. And it took me a long time to get through that. And that's another thing that I learned is all those stages of grief. We talk about anger, denial, depression, acceptance, all of those. Uh, I used to think that those were stages that I would go through and they would come in order. And once they were done, they were done. And it turns out none of that's right <laughs> um, The one thing that's good about knowing about those stages of grief, though, is knowing that there are commonalities that we will all deal with. But we don't need to hold them up as something we can check off a list or something we have to go through in a certain amount of time.
0: So would you say then, because you've now experienced two traumatic, unexpected, shocking um, losses... Is the anger worse in that kind of situation than
1: when it's kind of you know it's coming? it it definitely it's it's more present. it was it was more intense when I lost my best friend because I had somebody to blame. Uh, I had a person to blame. I struggled with anger when we lost our daughter-in-law because I had. Her accident happened and we followed life flight into the farm. And so she was, they were trying to save her life. And I was praying. I sent a call out. I'm sure I remember you got the call. Uh, Everybody, there were people all over the world praying for this young woman. And God did not answer the prayer the way I wanted. And it wasn't even a week later when he and I had a discussion and I took my anger to him and it was ugly and it was raw. And I accused him of not answering my prayer and not being trustworthy when I prayed for my family. And he absorbed all that anger and returned love and helped me come to the point where I could see that uh, even though this wasn't his plan, this wasn't what he wanted, we don't live in a perfect world and he was going to bring good out of this tragedy and he has he has and by taking my anger to god instead of running away i think it really helped my my grief to to continue in a healthy way
0: well so often when when we're told by well-meaning people who are in the church that, you know, that we either are told, well, God needed another angel in heaven or, you know, some of these cliches that are not helpful. Yes. um You know, to be able to be authentic and to admit anger, not only to God, but to those around you and to be real without necessarily being unhealthy in how you share, but, when you can be real like that, it helps, I think it helps others. It models for them what healthy grieving looks like.
1: It does. And, and another thing that that our church and our faith family did for us is they immediately started a fund. It was it was funded anonymously, but our church managed it uh, of money that was for our family for counseling for. For professional counseling, and that money couldn't be touched for anything except um, this counseling. So, so many times we hear that in church, they're they're quick to say you know, your faith needs to be stronger. And, and we received the exact opposite message. We received the message that our faith was strong enough, but we still needed help. And that was one of the, the healthiest things that they could have done for us.
0: Mm, that is so good. I've never heard of that kind of uh, step of support to actually set that up for grief counseling and I mean, that is, it's brilliant. Yeah. And I love that instead of, well, you should have prayed more or had more faith or, you know, whatever the, you know, cause people feel awkward. They don't know what to say they you know, and, you know, to have enough people around you that were taking steps that were healthy steps that, you know, gave you permission to grieve publicly because you're, Everyone know you know, you, a lot of people know you from all your books and everything that you do in the, in the publishing world. So, you know, they were enabling you to grieve publicly in a way that would be a great example.
1: It, it really was amazing. Um, my husband and I referred to this year, uh, 2020, to the year of 2020 as the year of abundance and it was really because we saw God's abundant presence. It wasn't because so many good things happened. It was because God was present with us in a way that we had never experienced before.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that.
1: So if
0: you could share maybe um, one or two of the Um, tips from the book that were especially meaningful to you um, that might help in just be something that would help in the restoration and redemption process that God takes us through when we go through a loss?
1: I think the biggest thing for me was rediscovering the healing power of reading God's word. Hmm. I was in God's word every morning before I, my feet hit the ground and I was reading three to five chapters of God's word. It was not a Bible study. I was not doing homework. I didn't have, you know, when you go through that kind of intense grief, your mind sort of fuzzes up for lack of a better word. You can't remember dates. You can't, you know, so I wasn't in the mood to go to a Bible study. But God's word fueled me to face every day. And so I would encourage you. I don't care if it's Psalms. I started in Genesis and I am still reading. Um, I am actually in Luke now and we, I will finish the book this year. Um, and it's very important for me to have read it through in this year. I needed this healing. And the important thing is reading God's word because there is power in yeah. his word.
0: Amen. Amen. So, if we have some people that are watching or listening that want to connect with you, they, you know,
1: what's the best way? Website
0: or social media? Or you tell us. Either one of
1: those. I'm actually the only Edie Melson on the internet. So, uh, but you can connect with me at ediemelson.com through Facebook. I actually have a I have a Facebook group called Soulful Inc. It's a private group. And this Thursday, I'm going to start a three week free Bible study about soul care when you're grieving. And this will be a compliment to the book. There's no purchase required, it's just a time to get together. And you can, um, the information is all over my social media, but it's at Soulful Inc. And it will be on Thursday nights at 8.30 Eastern.
0: Wonderful. Well, we'll put that in the show notes along with your edmelson.com. And also all your social media links are on your website. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Perfect.
1: Well, Edie, it
0: has been a delight to uh, do this, uh, do this retake of this interview. And uh, it was just, it's always so rich. And I love how God... Uh, uses you uh, to glorify his name because he is doing that big time
1: well it's humbling to be used by him and I am just so eternally grateful that he got us through this year and that he is continuing to support us and that we can share that with someone else and maybe see some more good come out of that amen a,
0: a total Romans eight twenty eight story if I ever saw one yes Well, my friend, thank you so much for spending time with us today. It's been a delight to have you on. Thank you. So, thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who can use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.